This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello and welcome to Culture Check, a Tailgate Society podcast. Please check the TailgateSociety.com and subscribe to Tailgate Society podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Arnold Woods, and I'm joined as always by Emily Cornell. Emily, what's going on? Just in the middle of playoff season, so very excited about that. Um, and staying out of the outside. I don't know if it's the same in Iowa. It's pretty hot. You know, today, I don't know, the last couple of days have been manageable. We had some some rain today, but I we've been talking before this. I My family and I went to Chicago two weekends ago and it was real bad heat high 90s low 100s and our ac broke out in my car so i was very frustrated with that and i'm still i still haven't got it fixed so it sucks but you try to drive as the least amount possible and and try to manage it so i don't know Mm. not ideal not ideal times i am sorry to hear that Just... Check your warranties, people, when you when you buy cars and check your warranties to know where the car where the warranty works. There's a there's a pro tip for you, an adulting pro tip, because your boy's going through it right now. It's not great. It's not ideal. Man, that's some like very good advice for folks. I think it's something people don't think about. And the middle of the summer is not the time you want to realize that your warranty is not gonna work for replacing the AC. Not at all. It's it's really I'm I'm down pretty bad right now. It's it's tough. I was in my feelings about it. Oof. And I just got the car like less than a year ago. I got it at like Thanksgiving. And so I'm like, this is too soon for me to be having to deal with these issues like this. Like this is the reason why I got a new car, so I won't have to deal with ridiculousness. But you know, such is life. Cars are a money drain. I've known that for a long time. So it's tough. They truly are. They are like the biggest money pit. <laughs> Yeah. We are in the middle of playoff basketball, and I know that you had mentioned that. Who are you rooting for? What are your rooting interests? Uh, so I'm really, I know you said that you like the Suns, but are you, you know, except for um, Chris Paul, I'm pretty against the Correct. Suns right now because I feel like they rewarded bad behavior for one of their fans when what they a story that played was. against the Denver Nuggets. Man, I was like, this is a bad look. And then they like put out a statement. They're like, you know, as an organization, we are against like, you know, bad behavior, basically. And I'm like, you literally gave this man a signed jersey. Like, no, get out of my face. So now I just have like a lot of um, unchecked rage towards them. I mean, I'm obviously I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to be like, I hope you lose. I hope the Clippers take you in four and the Clippers are not delivering. I'm like, man. This is rough. And of course, I want a team out of the West to win the championship because of West Coast bias. But I don't know. Might have to be a Bucks fan. It was tough with the Nuggets because I like Monte. Obviously, he's an Iowa State guy. The Suns have an Iowa State guy, yeah. Abdul Nader, but he never plays like ever. So um, I don't know. That's my rooting interest. The Jazz had Niang, who was, you know, I really wanted him to perform well because he's like a rotation mm-hmm. guy. And, you know, for guys like that, like, you got to play well to stay in the rotation. And he did not. Like, he had a really bad series. And he the the minutes, like, declined as a result. So, tough playoffs for the, for the Iowa State person in me. So, you know, we try to persevere. I certainly understand your connection to Denver. And, yeah, that Sun stuff was, was like, real weird. So, I don't know. It's tough. We'll talk about... Maybe in in the I know we have plans to do a, a sports pod in the near future, so maybe maybe we can kind of discuss the fandom and on on that level because yeah, it's been some kind of bizarre stuff happening in these playoffs. I feel like 
Uh, that is correct. It, every week I'm like, man, this doesn't feel like a normal playoff season. But I don't know. It's been a weird year. Been a very weird year. And again, we'll we'll talk more about some of the NBA stuff maybe at a later time. But today we're talking about TV. Y'all know the vibes. You know the series. And we're talking about Loki today. The first two episodes of Loki have premiered on Disney+. Plus. By the time you hear this, the third episode will have premiered because it comes out uh, every Wednesday. So, yeah, this was a show that I was very excited to talk to you about. And I guess from a macro level, right? Like, what were you – what are your thoughts on – the character of Loki, you know, we've, we've seen him in the MCU, um, God of Mischief, Thor's brother. Um, he's been antagonist. He's been kind of anti-hero, and he's run the full gamut. But I guess what, what are your thoughts on Loki as a character and then maybe your initial thoughts on the first two episodes of the series? So first, I'm going to start with spoilers. There are going to be spoilers in this for folks who haven't watched the first two episodes of this show. Uh, thank you for giving us five minutes of your time. We'll give the rest of the time back, as everyone in meetings like to say. So now that you know, you've been warned. Um, I thought the show, like, one, I was not going to necessarily watch it as it's been coming out. Um, I usually just wait and just, like, binge shows. Like, I just wait until I have, like, an afternoon. I just sit and watch it. But a lot of people were, like you need to watch Loki. And I'd seen different th- articles that were saying like, oh, it's like one of the best shows. Um, and for sure of like the MCU TV shows, like it's the best one. And I like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, I thought it ended kind of weak, but like that was one episode. Um, but I mean, I barely remember watching the trailer for this show. And I couldn't, I was like, I have no idea what this is going to be about. And then... After the first episode, I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. I couldn't wait to watch the second episode. And now I'm, like, ready for tomorrow to watch the third episode. Um, Because I think it's just written so well. And it, like, like, it is all around great. It's, like, the story is fast, but, like, not it doesn't compromise any of, like, the character building or any of, like, the storytelling to make it go faster um where you know it is a 40 minute show and um i think it's it's sharp i think that it just is like visually pleasing like overall i'm very impressed by this show i hope they can like maintain it for all six episodes what are kind of your initial thoughts of the show yes interesting you talk about like kind of your introduction to it and not knowing if you're going to watch it all at once and then the word of mouth starting because for me i remember I think at there's like a Disney stockholders meeting months ago and they like kind of showed these trailers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then WandaVision and Loki. And out of those three trailers that I saw back then, Loki was the one that interested me the most. I remember thinking like that looks really good and it's better than I thought it would be now that the show has actually been delivered to us. Uh, I agree with everything you're saying about the writing and we have on the outline some stuff specific to the writing that we'll talk about, but it's so sharp and it's so like the dialogue is great, but like, it was so like, not what I was expecting. I don't, and I don't even know what I was expecting, but even episode two specifically, like the, the, the feel of it, the, the look of it, like it reminded me of, and the director, Kate Heron, who we'll talk about. um, I, I read an interview with her where she talked about like what influenced her, her directing style on the show. And she talked about the movie seven, which is one of my favorite movies, David Fincher movie from 1995. It's like a, a crime thriller basically, right? Like a psychological crime thriller. And episode two is kind of like an homage to seven with, you know, seven is it stars Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt as these two cops who are trying to solve a serial killer who is committing murders based off the seven deadly sins. And so there's a lot of like, police work that goes into that a lot of them just like um in libraries and doing their detectives and they're doing a lot of detective work and that's kind of what this episode was it's loki and it's mobius like formulating theories and trying to find this variant and you know there's library work and there's research that goes into it and it's like this kind of like odd couple 
you know, buddy cop type thing that just like that style of filmmaking really appeals to me. So to see that, I just wasn't anticipating that. And it was, um, it's been really a, a kind of a pleasure to to see it exceed my expectations because I already had high expectations for it. And um, I don't know, I th- what what do you think about them even doing a doing a show based on Loki cuz you know we we saw Loki the last time we saw him was in you know in game where he is this this version of Loki is from the 2012 like right after the Avengers events and kind of an offshoot of that but like the last time like his story arc kind of completed in Infinity War where he gets um again spoiler killed in the first like 10 minutes of the movie so I know that there's this thing where it's like do we need a show about Loki, like the character's already completed his arc, but we're kind of going back to the well. Um, what do you What do you think about that aspect of it? I think because it it could be seen as that, just like going back to the well, like oh, we're we know we're going to introduce all these other characters, and there are other characters that like are alive that we could do like a story on to go back to Loki. So it like has to be very compelling and i mean watching endgame where there's like the time travel piece it kind of makes sense that they would do the show like that where they focus on the time and i i kind of like that they did that like if, if endgame had been different if they hadn't introduced like time travel then maybe i'd be like no this is like you're doing too much you're bringing this time stuff in and you're not making it make sense but because it's already been kind of addressed but like it wasn't fully explored like it works for this show and it works for like the style of show it is where it is kind of this like they're solving a mystery and um it's interesting that you said it gives you like seven vibes because i'm like as you were talking about i'm like oh like yeah kind of um and so that like makes it so much different than other MCU like movies and the other shows. I'm glad you mentioned that in terms of like that was where I wanted to go next like the comparison to the other shows and I agree with you on what you said earlier about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um overall I enjoyed the show but I do feel like the ending was kind of fumbled. I just didn't think that the ending was very strong. And I remember the first two episodes of WandaVision, which I loved. I love those first two episodes. And it's another show that I enjoyed overall. But like towards the end, you know, WandaVision concludes with like, you know, a, a CGI like sky battle. And I just think that it was, you know, the themes of that show. It was kind of like a letdown for it to be like, we'll just conclude it just like any other like Marvel thing, which, you know. Maybe I'm naive and, and thinking that they wouldn't do that. But like that show was about like grief and trauma and like processing those and like you her character becomes more developed outside of the movies that she's been in. So I kind of just wanted a more interesting, like challenging climax that we got. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier, again, the first two episodes really strong. The entire run was strong, honestly, up until like the the maybe like the last half of the penultimate episode into the last episode. But, you know, these these shows have started really strong. And in my opinion, I think that Loki has started even as strong as those first two shows strong started. I feel like Loki is even better than those two shows at the beginning. And so are you worried at all about a little bit like of a letdown in the way that those other two shows kind of did? Maybe I'm speaking for myself on WandaVision. I don't know how you felt about the WandaVision finale, but I definitely feel the same way as you do about the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale. So I don't know. Do you see them maybe trying to avoid those, those missteps or what do you think about that? I mean, I hope that they do. Um, I hope that they do because yeah, like you have these other shows that had like such a strong start and then it kind of like, and to me, if you're making fewer episodes of, of a show, that should mean that like every episode is going to be like a pretty good quality show. Like, instead of having 24 episodes in a season where you have a bunch of fluff, okay, so you cut it down to 10 episodes. Okay, so then you have, like, 10 really good episodes. Okay, so in this situation for, like, 
these shows where you already have a lot of the setup taken care of. So like you don't need those extra episodes to be like, oh, like let's explain the backstory of like who these characters are. Like we all already know who Loki is. We already know who um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier are. Like we know who these characters are. And so it's just like digging deeper. And that's what you should like, ideally, that's what the writers could have been able to do in those like six episodes is just like really dig into it and write like very sharp, tight storylines for each episode. And so, yeah, it's a little disappointing. And I'm wondering like, okay, well, Loki is starting so strong and there's so much potential. And are they just going to get to like the end of the season in a couple weeks and just like, all right, well, here's an episode, like, here's a show. It was about Loki and they got to, you know, solve some crimes sort of, but like, there's no resolution. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a resolution. It's already been like renewed for a second season. So like, there's still going to be some conflict going into the next season, but yeah, I am being cautiously optimistic. That makes sense. You know, it's it it makes sense to kind of um, I don't know. All we can do is judge off of the, these first couple of episodes. But yeah, you don't want to see them kind of make the same mistakes as they made before. But I think I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. Um, the characters in the show and I, we can, for those of you who haven't seen it, I mean, obviously you've seen it if you're this far into it, but like just from like a broad view. So it's based on the character of Loki and they, you know, during the time heist and end game, he takes the Tesseract and branches off and creates his own timeline. And so this like sort of space time, uh, I don't want to say police force, but like that's basically what they are called the the time variance authority kind of like picks him up and like the the purpose ostensibly of the of the tva the time variance authority is like set the timelines correctly and so we get this spiel about you know the sacred timeline and the timekeepers and we're kind of like set up from the first couple episodes to like you know we're we're taking the point of view of loki since he's the protagonist right and so loki is like inherently distrustful of the tva I think that he has the, like this interesting back and forth with Mobius, who's the character played by um, Owen Wilson, who is like phenomenal. And I want to talk about him a little bit later, too. But uh, Mobius is like the liaison between Loki and the TVA. And I don't know, like he's Owen Wilson is so like that the conversation like he and Loki have like kind of this like existentialist conversation in episode two about the nature of time and is the TV, what the TVA is doing in their purpose. What do you think of the way the show is, has positioned the TVA? Like, are you kind of like on the fence about them? Do you think that, I, I just feel like we're kind of being set up to be like, well, maybe they're not what they seem. Maybe they're not the, um, the good guys that they've been made out to be. What do you think about that? Oh, I definitely don't think that they're the good guys. I think they're kind of culty. Um, I think that there are like some ulterior motives like Owen Wilson might be the only like quote unquote good guy, but like, I don't know if he's like completely good and I don't think he's bad, but I think that he's just like, I think that he is just kind of following the rules and then um, like hoping for the best. And so I, I think that he genuinely believes that Loki will do the right thing, which, like, that's a big assumption. But um, overall, the TVA has, like, bad vibes. Bad vibes. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And, and with your assessment of them being, like, cultish and, like, the if you look at kind of the decor and... I don't know, it's really like kind of fascist, kind of like that's kind of the way that they I was listening to a podcast about the show. Um, I think it was still the still watching podcast with um Joanna Robinson from Vanity Fair. She's talking about like how the decor of the TVA like is it's just reads very fascist with even like these huge statues of the timekeepers and kind of like the posters that you see in in the um in the background of the office and stuff like that. But like 
I think about that and I think about kind of like the parallel between like every other like office building where kind of just like there's an element to it where it's like people who have worked in an office. I'm sure that you've felt this way at some point. I know I have where you like work in an office and it kind of just feels like this endless, like monotonous kind of everything is like homogenized everywhere you look. It's just kind of like, um, like impossible to escape from the day-to-day like grind of what you're doing. So like, that's what the TVA reminds me of. And, um, just like trying to like kind of break free of that. And like, that's kind of like a metaphor in itself, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I think that what will, what's coming and I'm really interested to see in the third episode where they go with this, but like, kind of like the unraveling of, of the organization and, and we kind of get to see more of the inner workings of it. And it's, it's just very mysterious. So I feel like if it's that mysterious, we're kind of being set up to believe that it, they're not exactly what they seem, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Like with everything you just said that like it, it's going into this next episode, I think it'll be, I think it'll still be kind of mysterious, like, because we'll only be halfway through the season but um, I think we'll get little by little, like, what's going on, what's going on with, like, the female Loki um, and the TVA and, like, how she knows about them. And, like, um, I, I wonder if it'll be because of Loki kind of just, like, leaving and to chase her down. But it's not that Mobius knows. He just thought maybe Loki was, like, escaping. I wonder like how that'll change how he is as a character. If he's like, like, I think he'll be very reactive to that. That brings me to what you just said. That kind of reminded me of something that you said earlier. Um, And so they, they have like this conversation, Mobius and Loki in the second episode about kind of like the nature of time, like I said, but then also, in, even in the first episode, Mobius is just like, your purpose and the timeline is to be the foil for the good guys, basically. Like, your purpose is to make the good guys the best versions of themselves. And like, that's what your lot in life is. And so the second episode, he kind of plays on that idea, but is just like, well, he has the the conversation with, with Renslayer about Loki, because she's skeptical of of loki's ability to like help them achieve their goals or like you know their ability to keep him in line or whatever else it is and he's like mobius is like well maybe he wants to change is that like is that even possible and she's like only if the time creeper time creeper time keepers like allow it and so like this idea of like can we change our nature it's kind of an interesting idea that's presented in the show um I don't know. What did you think about that? I don't even know if I have a, a question around it, but I just found that really interesting about like that that part of of what they're trying to do, I guess. Oh, like with them talking about that, like through that conversation, through the different conversations they have, I'm just like I I thought of predestination. Um and I'm just like, oh, what, like, life is so meaningless if, like, we don't actually have any type of, like, it doesn't matter what our decisions are, we're going to end up in whatever, we're going to be whoever, we're going to do whatever. Like, it just doesn't matter. It's already been determined. Um, And I think that it, like, I think they want Loki to think that everything is, like, already predetermined, but... I don't know. I I think that he can change what he's going to do. Like he's a wild card and he knows he's a wild card. They know he's a wild card. And so I think that's what will be kind of that. That'll push the show. Like it'll propel, propel it forward is that he'll do something that is like somewhat expected. Or maybe it'll be like unexpected based off the, you know, the timekeepers. But like, I think at the end of the day, they don't actually have any control over 
people. Yeah, that's an interesting and thought. And they don't like decide and what people are going to do. Again, when we talk about like this show being hand. unexpected for me, like I wasn't expecting that. Like this idea of like uh, you know predestination and like <clears throat> excuse me, like determinism. And you know these are pretty like lofty, like philosophical, like even religious debates that people have or have been having for for centuries. And um, yeah, I just wasn't anticipating that. And like this free will argument, I think that the 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 idea that this show even has something to say about that is just really appealing to me. And I agree with you. Like Loki is the ultimate wild card, right? Like he thrives off of chaos and um doing what he doing what's expected like leveraging what's expected from him in order to a lot of times do what's unexpected and it's just um he yeah he throws a wrench into everything and i i wonder if as the series progresses like the tva anticipates him doing something or in trying to anticipate his moves he's able to kind of like zag on them and maybe that's how he gets the the upper hand um Episode two ends with like this introduction of like Lady Loki, who you've mentioned. Um, and before we were talking, before we started recording, we were kind of talking about like our knowledge base of these characters in their comics form. And for Wanda, I think WandaVision is the show that I had the most basis for because I've read like House of M and WandaVision took a lot of themes from House of M. And um, I'm just more familiar with that character because I'm more familiar with X-Men. X-Men is like the Marvel property that I'm most familiar with. Um, a little bit less so in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, let, I knew a little bit about that. With this, I basically know nothing, right? So I the one of the things that I, I know is that Lady Loki, like Loki has been like this character who's taken on various forms. And there is this there's this arc where Loki... Um, becomes a woman, basically like steals a woman's body, steals the body of like Sif, Lady Sif, who in the movies is played by Jamie Alexander. And so there's this arc where he like take, he, there's like a reset and he kind of like takes the body intended for her and it's like Lady Loki basically. So um, I don't know. What do you, what are your thoughts on Lady Loki? Where do you see that going? What do you, what do you think about that? I think based off of the things I've seen on the internet, she's not going to be Lady Loki. Like the theories that people have is that she's like some other character that obviously I don't know. I've never read the comics, um, but they check out. They're like, no, this isn't like the Lady Loki. Like there is a female Loki in the comics, but like it's not it's not her and when he is like, I wouldn't treat me like this. It's like, well, yeah, even if it was like the female version of you, like it probably wouldn't like they wouldn't treat someone who was like the same as them so poorly and like kind of beat them up. But um, I'm I'm super interested in that. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I think I had heard some things like about that, too, about where it might be a character that we're not anticipating it being and like them dropping kind of little clues that it's maybe something. Something or someone different. Um, yeah, that's I it's just such an unknown. And I think that's the point of the show. The point of the show, certainly more than the other shows, um, is to keep you guessing. I know WandaVision was definitely like they wanted to keep you guessing week to week. But like this one is so such more of a a mystery and i i usually don't like the mystery box type shows where it's like where's the macguffin that we have to find and figure out but i think that i just feel like this episode or this series is doing it in a in a really interesting way so yeah i agree with that and so i think i think they are doing that with her i think it's just a they're catfishing us and so um, I'll be interested to see who I, I'm sure in like the next two episodes, they'll like say who she is. And so um, I'm interested in that, especially given what, you know, the people of the Internet are saying how she's not the Lady Loki. And I think her and Loki will probably end up coming together to like 
overthrow the TVA. It certainly seems like that's where it's headed, right? Like that's it's kind of them linking up and you know, so much of the first two episodes is like we have to stop this variant, we have to stop this dangerous um like the most dangerous variant we've seen in however many, you know, however long. But, you know, at the reveal at the end of the first episode is that it's apparently it's a variant of Loki. And so, yeah, I think that it's maybe to catch us off guard or catch Loki, the character off guard, where it's like it ends up not being him. And they end up like finding some common ground in some way or maybe they do for a little bit. And then he kind of double crosses that variant. I don't know. Um, the uncertain nature of it is what kind of excites me and i'm kind of like trying to manage how much online i am after each episode because that's kind of just a part of the experience of watching these marvel shows which they know they know that people are watching the episodes and they're going online on twitter or whatever else to like kind of see what people are saying about it and doing their own research there's that part where mobius and um and Renslayer have the conversation in our office and there's like a cut to him holding this pen that says like Franklin D. Roosevelt High School. And like that, you know, the camera like holds on that image for a second. And it's like they're doing that on purpose, right? Like they want you to look up like, what does this mean? So I don't know. I wonder what kind of comes to fruition out of that. Do you, are, are you doing that too? Kind of like after each episode, like scanning to see like Easter eggs or whatever else. I, I am, I'm probably going to rewatch them because I definitely feel like I missed some things. Um, and when I saw so you used TikTok, uh, like the, the children do, um, because <laughs> it's just a quick way to see like what people are thinking of the shows. I like, that's how I ended up watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier was TikTok. So I'm like, okay, what, what are people saying about Loki on TikTok? And so they're like pointing out the Easter eggs where the, and they're doing like way zoomed in on a lot of things like that time line, like where all those little things end up going, all the paperwork, all the, like they are finding so many small details. And I'm like, I appreciate the work, but like for what, for what? I just want to know what's important. I, I want to know like something else. So, um, that is how I'm getting my information. Like, again, the children do these days. Well, it's funny because, like, and no, go ahead. Well, I I was just gonna say so. Like, and with with getting it that way, I'm like, all right, they're. I'm sure they're like, it's jam packed full of Easter eggs. But like, which ones are the ones that are like relevant to this show versus what they're gonna eventually tie the show to? Well, you don't, it's, it, I was just going to say, cause like we kind of got burned with that on Wanda. Like I felt like people got so deep into WandaVision Easter eggs that it didn't, it, and, and those things like didn't pan out and didn't come to fruition with this show. I feel like it's different. Um, I'm, and I'm sure that every like little minute thing that they, you know, Easter egg that they think, well, this is what this means. This is the connection to this. Like, I'm sure in like, Maybe even like 60% of them might not pan out, but like 40% of them probably will, which is still like pretty significant versus Wanda. I feel like like 85% of that stuff that people were saying on Twitter, at least after these episodes in terms of like, this is what this means. Like it didn't really pan out at all, but I just feel like the way that look, I just feel like the way that Loki is structured, like there's going to be more stuff that people kind of dig around and see that ends up being like they're more on track which is like exciting to me yeah i i hope so i think so it, I, I mean it's a mystery it would have to be like it is dependent on all these clues so i, I we'll see i mean obviously i think that like renslayer is like definitely not a good person. I think she's definitely like doing shady stuff under the table, but like, maybe that's just like how they're writing the show and they're making it seem like that. But at the end of the day, she's like just trying to uphold justice. 
let's talk about her for a second. Um, what what are your? I don't know. I was I was I was gonna ask you originally, like, which characters are you liking the best? But I just I want to have a small discussion on her. I love the actress. I love um, Gugu Bathurst. I uh, for you know acting reasons and for um, just her ability to like kind of enter this enter this space. Like I've, I it's I it's cool to me to see like actors that I like who kind of like come into Marvel and put their own spin on stuff. So her conversation with with Mobius was just really interesting to me where they it's clear that they have their own like relationship, right? They have this history together and he's kind of like or she's like her his boss basically, but like there's this like kind of playful banter between the two. Um, I don't know. I agree with you that she's probably like down the line up to some shady stuff, but like, what do you, what do you think about her character so far? Um, I think she's a well-written character. I think she like is an important character and I think she's going to be like more important as the show goes on. And I think that the character is, like, also having a hand in things happening. Like, it it goes back to that predestination, like, you know, conversation where it's just, like, you know, are the folks that are in charge of, like, the timeline, like, are they actually in charge of, like, do they actually decide all these things for folks or do they, like force people's hand and I think that she is going to be like a cause of forcing people's hand in a lot of things I agree completely and it's you know that kind of comes with her authority role you know any any person in the authority role yeah in, in Marvel in these Marvel like not just the series but in the movies too it's like there's always kind of like this moral ambiguity ambiguity to them and I think that that's definitely being like played up with her mm-hmm. um I guess more broadly too, like who are some of the other characters that you're like, um, that you find yourself being like really invested in so far? I don't know if it's like I'm invested in the characters specifically. I'm mostly like happy that like the cast is diverse. (laughs) I'm like, yes, look at all these black women in this show. I love this. So, like, even though, you know, like, Renslayer and the um, Hunter are, like, not, they're not, like, the good people exactly. I'm like, yes, representation. Don't kill these women, please. So, like, also the characters are well written. So I'm just like, yeah, like, don't kill these characters. Don't don't kill off these black ladies. Um, I'm surprised by Owen Wilson. I know that he's like a good actor and he's I like just like can't take him seriously, but I I'm like super enjoying him in this show. And so he's like the the surprise of watching the show because I think of him in like rom coms or just like stupid comedies and not anything serious. Yes, I to, to your point about diversity, like I think of like one Mimasaku, who is the you know we know her from we talked about her on Lovecraft Country, um, months ago when we did those when we did that pod, but like, um, she's great and obviously yeah like the Renslayer character and um, it's just it's really great to to see that to see the representation like you said, but yeah Owen Wilson is just like phenomenal and like just to see him in his. He's he's like a prime example of someone what I was talking about with like Gugu and Bath of Raw in terms of like actors that I like that like take their own like stab at at doing Marvel stuff and he's like bringing his own like energy and like flavor and style to this role where he's kind of like the laid back like like you said like you don't usually take him seriously and he's still in like you know he's a quote unquote serious role on this show but he's still definitely like bringing his charm to it it's a really charming thing. And it's, it's interesting. Cause like Loki is such a, like a charming character, but their energies are so different. And I just feel like they, they play well off of each other. Just like the Loki Mobius like relationship. Do you kind of feel that same way too? 
I do. I feel like they are, they're very quick and they're good together. But like Mobius has like dad energy, like, and then the way he responds to things, like just very chill dad energy. Whereas Loki is just very like, he is charming, but very high strung. Yeah. I think that they do that on purpose too. Like the, the dad energy aspect of what you're talking about. Cause like, it's kind of like explicit, right? Where in the first episode, he's kind of breaking Loki down and his personality and being like, I see a scared little boy and blah, blah, blah. And so like, you're meant to draw that parallel between like Mobius as, as this potential like surrogate father figure to Loki and Loki as kind of like the rebellious, um, you know, teenager type to, to, to rebel, against, rebel against the parental figure. I, I definitely think that was intentional. And, you know, he's even from his wardrobe, like the the brown suits and the gray hair and like all of that is meant to invoke like this kind of paternal figure to Loki. But they're still like it's interesting because it's like they're still kind of like on the same level, maybe because like the actors and age are like similar, like visually, like, you know, it's not like Odin, right? Yeah. Where Odin is clearly like old and with the gray beard and stuff. So that like it's a it's a it's yeah. a different like paternal like relationship if that makes sense yeah no it totally does and i wonder if like it's it's supposed to be like that so that loki maybe trusts owen well or mobius but like i don't know they did a good job just pairing them like that and so and they vibe really well off of each other with that energy between like them. I mean, Loki and everyone that he encounters where he's just like, this is crazy. Like this is, this can't even exist. And it's like, you do things right. with magic and he's like, yeah, but that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, like, it's very interesting. It's the same as like the same energy as, um, in Falcon and the winter soldier when they're like, Oh yeah. Like witches. And they're like, no, that's not, and he's like, and I can't remember who they were talking about, but like eventually, um, Anthony Mackie's character is like, yeah, but like Doctor Strange, and and Bucky's like, no, like no, <laughs> what are you talking about? But like, <laughs> they all like live in this world, right, where they have like witches and wizards and time travel and magic and all these things. And then they go into the, like their lives and they're like, well, no, that doesn't really exist. Like you are superhuman and you're just like, no, I refuse to acknowledge magic. But then you have Loki who's just like made of magic and he's like, no, I won't acknowledge this time nonsense. Like it's just, it's very funny. And I think it's very realistic to how any of us would respond to any of this. If we were in that situation where we'd be like, well, yeah, like magic exists, but like this right. can't exist. Like what? They're, like where are the rules for this? So it's it's just funny seeing the characters um, act almost like a normal person would. And then like that's, you know, they build that those relationships within their little worlds of like Loki and Mobius and like Loki and everyone in this show where he's just like, what is this? Yeah, that was a level of self-awareness that like I've I don't think I've ever seen from Marvel. Like that's just part of that conversation where Mobius is explaining to like Loki asks him like how long have you been here and like you were created by the TVA like that doesn't even make any sense. And then Mobius Mobius like hits him back with like okay, who where you come from? And he's like I was a frost giant and it's like where did you live? Like Asgard. And he's like Asgard, you know, demigods isn't that like if you think about it all this stuff sounds ridiculous right and so i don't know that was it's kind of like this meta commentary on you know you're watching the show you engage with these with these movies that we do of these you know billionaires who fly in metal suits and uh you know these super soldiers who have been alive since 1940 whatever and but they're the same age and like all this stuff like if you really speak about it plainly it's ridiculous but you know it's it's fables it's myths and and we he he ends it with like it's real because i believe it's real 
And I think that that's kind of a commentary on us where it's like we accept these stories as, you know, these modern day myths because they make us feel good or because we, you know, they bring us joy in some way. And so we just like accept it and we're, you know, we're invested in this Mm -hmm. so heavily just because it's something that we've chosen to, to make a part of our lives. I don't know. I thought that was really shrewd and also like interesting. Yes. Yeah. They, they make good use of every single conversation that happens. Like there isn't like wasted dialogue in this show. Um, which I don't know if that can be said about a lot of shows, but this one, they definitely, again, it goes back to how like tight each episode is in terms of like the story and like that trickles down to the dialogue and like what they talk about and, you know, looking at motivations and all of that. It's really fascinating. And it's just so much of, like I said, like I just wasn't expecting this type of this type of show, but I love it. And it's, I'm really excited to see if I, if I could, I would stay up late until like 2 AM and, and watch the next episode, but I'm not going to be able to do that. And it's tough. Cause like tomorrow I know I won't be able to watch. I won't have time to watch it until like tomorrow night. So I don't know. What do you, do you have any like theories on your own about where it's going or, or what do you think? Um, I have no idea where it's going, which checks out for me um watching almost anything i'm like what is happening on this um that's part of the journey and i mean if i had to make an educated guess i think it's going to get to a place where they can eventually reintroduce loki back into like the mcu movies but maybe not maybe they'll be like no we're just going to kill him anyway i like my assumption based off of the first episode because of him watching himself die at the hands of Thanos. It's like, oh, well, like maybe he comes back after Endgame. Like he can like, because it happened in like a different timeline, he branched off, whatever, and he can come back in and like exist. I I could see that being kind of the end thing. Maybe not at the end of this season, at the end of next season. But then at the end of this season, like they capture this woman who is, impersonating loki i don't know where do you see the show going that's a good call honestly i see it like i agree with you because like it's not whatever happens at the end of this season it's not gonna it's gonna end on a cliffhanger i'm almost certain but then also i just think that it will whatever like the finale of this season is gonna lead into one of the movies if it's like the the spider-man movie that's coming or the Doctor Strange movie, which I guess is coming next year. Like, I feel like the end of this series is going to set up the movie in a way that like Wanda and Falcon didn't really set up any movies. It's, it kind of just like was more self-contained. Like, and I'm sure that they'll reference stuff that happened. Yeah. I guess the end of Wanda kind of hinted at Doctor Strange a a little bit, but like, I feel like Loki more so is going to be like leading right into a movie and um but i don't i'm not sure how it's gonna how it's gonna work out but i'm excited to see what they do i guess um any last thoughts on on loki on the series on what we've seen so far i'm just very excited to continue watching it like i don't feel this way about many shows this is one that i'm like man this is so good it'd be real sad if it ends up being not great i agree how about yourself any like any other thoughts and like I want this to be like I just what you said like I want this to I want this to be the best one you know I want this to to finish strong and surprise me and um just be satisfying you know like thematically like I want it to be I want them to see through like the themes to the end the stuff that they've kind of set up so I feel like the other shows have kind of like hinted at certain themes but kind of like gone away from it at the end. And I don't want that to happen with this one. So I'm excited. I'm wondering if because they didn't pick like a theme, you know, like WandaVision, they picked like trauma. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they they picked like racism. Whereas like, I mean, these existential questions are like big 
that they ask in Loki, but like there won't be as much pushback, I would assume. I don't, not that I heard any pushback on like WandaVision or, or, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but like it's a safer space to just be like, what if is that, what if, we don't know? We don't know what's out in the universe. What if, you know, there's an entire different timeline? What, like, what if we just like our entire lives are planned out before us? Like, I don't think as many people would be like off put. I mean, like, those are stressful things to think about. But, like, maybe they can lean into it and not get scared that they'll fly too close to the sun and touch a nerve by talking about it. Yeah, I feel like this one kind of has, to your point, has more, like, creative freedom. And people are going to be, like, more accepting of going on a a bit of a wilder ride than than the other two. So it's interesting to see what the writers and the showrunner, like, do with that freedom. And if it, if it's like subverting our expectations oh, yeah. or if it's, you know, whatever else it is, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it. So I don't know. We'll come back. We'll, I know that we'll talk about the show again. If we, I don't know if we'll do it like week by week or, or what, but I, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about this show again because I think it's that good. So very excited. I mean, yes, we, we have to. And we like, did we even touch that like women direct? Yeah, right. Put together the cast did the score do the filming and all the design. Did we talk about like, this is just like a woman made production. It's pretty incredible. And like speaking of the production in general, like it's so beautiful. Like all of the are so interesting, like visually arresting to like look at yes. the offices and like the, and, like everything. And so, yeah, it's just, it's really dope that there's so many like women in authority positions who are like making the decisions on the show. Like it's real dope. I love it. It's great. So yeah, we, we'll definitely talk about this show again. Who knows if it'll be as positive, right. but like as of right now, we'll plan on it being a very positive experience again. <laughs> for sure. Uh, th- thanks for listening, everyone. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the ju- for coming on the journey with us. And I think, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about this more. So shout out to Loki. Shout out to Kate Heron. Shout out to everyone who works on this show. It's incredible. Agreed. Thank you all. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone.